Hey, what's up? Welcome to Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm here with Florida rock star Xavier Vacuna. What's up, Xavier? What's going on? How's everybody doing? Hell yeah. Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Life is good. Everything is groovy over here. Hell yeah. Shout out to Pratik. Pratik could not be here today. He's doing his thing, uh, but we're going to hold it down while he's away. We miss you, Pratik. Hell yeah. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. That sounds good. That sounds good. Oh, man. Uh, Survivor Series has come and gone. And I'll tell you what, like overall, my thoughts of the entire show was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be going into it. I really enjoyed it. What do you think of Survivor Series just overall? Same. Uh, I kind of walked into it. I'm I'm real wary with the product, you know. I'm definitely giving it a chance. So I didn't set my standards too high, but just uh, between all the gimmicks and just the bloodline, just that storyline as a whole is so compelling. So I was naturally drawn into it. But yeah, I, w- I was pleased. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I don't know, do we have any wrestling news? I didn't really look up any news. I don't think anything's really going on in the world today. Uh, yeah, nothing Nothing really important. I saw some rumblings about Regal. I, I love Meltzer because he's just like, he could be or he could not be. Like, it's never, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that way he's not wrong, you know? and he's not and i love it i love the transparency and it keeps me at the edge of my seat dude like it's like fuck like is he or is he not and i saw some rumblings about this is all rumor bullshit so don't take my word for any of this but um something about like you know Sami Zayn, kevin owens uh at mania against the usos for the tag titles and they have sammy penciled in for reigns again like at elimination chamber i don't know it breaks my heart like if they're going that direction but you know i don't know all good things must come to an end it's true it's true right um, yeah yeah but we got to find out how we get there uh but speaking of Meltzer, uh he what did he report lately recently and then he pulled it back oh shoot i had something i had an idea of something he said and then he said oh wait no that's not happening <laughs> i don't oh, know that's pretty much everything he reports it's you know just keeps us guessing man adam cole under Rosa. Oh, I, I remember what it was now. You're right. You mentioned William Regal. I think okay. Meltzer recently reported that William Regal signed a one-year deal with AEW because Triple yes. H Triple H uh, tweeted a picture of William Regal before War Games, before Survivor Series, and said, you know, it won't be the same without him here. And yes. Meltzer uh, replied to that, or, you know, in whatever way he, he replied and said that William Regal signed a one-year deal with AEW. It's about halfway up, and it should be done in a few months. But then... Uh, I think the next day he went and retracted that statement and said, oh, my bad. He signed a three-year deal. Yep. I, I read that. Yeah. that's, that's I do remember that. I recall reading that. Hell yeah. So, well, you know, I don't know. As, as much as William Regal uh, would be awesome in WWE and NXT right now, uh, maybe he's needed somewhere else, and that's why he's there. Yeah. And hopefully he's happy. And I was listening to JR today, and he was talking about how, like, integral Regal is – not only like on screen, but behind the scenes, like showing up early, training the wrestlers and just helping the, you know, the young talent. So I think he's definitely a, a great asset to have. So I hope he's happy and I hope he sticks around. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's dope. He's dope. I know. I, I, I think uh, Triple H needs to rebuild the circle a little bit. And I think William Regal will be great. And eventually he will be uh, in the inner circle again. Uh, but right now, Triple H just needs to focus on what he what he can get, who he can get. Yeah, for sure. And Regal has just an eye for talent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, he does. Regal is the one who recruited all those PWG guys, as far as I know. He showed up to PWG 
you know, he talked to, I remember uh, Kevin Owens said at some point, like when he first met Regal and Regal's like, yeah, you're, you're awesome. It's not your time. And he just yeah. kept working hard. He kept working hard. And then one day he saw William Regal and it was his time. Yeah, I could see that. And I saw, I saw Regal and Triple H at like an Evolve show in Orlando. This was years ago. This was God, 2013, 2014. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I think there's pictures. Like I think somebody mm-hmm. posted a picture. It was like Sapolsky, Triple H, and Regal, uh, behind the curtain or whatever. And I think that was like the spark, you know, of that whole like indie takeover. Yeah, no, no definitely. pun intended. <laughs> You're right though, the NXT indie takeover. Yeah, no, William, and then I think William Regal was really uh, I I don't know because I wasn't there, but I think it was really helpful getting Triple H kind of involved in that stuff too. Yeah, for sure. Betterment of the business. Yeah. Betterment of the business. Hell yeah! So let's get uh, let's get started on some Survivor Series since there's not much happening in the world of wrestling these days. No, not quite. All right, so Survivor Series this year, you guys. Uh, where do we have? Where does it take place? Do we even know the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts? Good spot. How close are you to Boston? Not very close, huh? Me. Yeah, Florida to super, Boston. Super far from Boston. You're closer Boston. than me. You're closer than me. That's all I know. Yeah, you're right. I'm definitely closer. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so obviously we had to kick off with a War Games match, right? Because there's two War Games matches. There's only a few matches that aren't a War Games match. So put the first match first, put the last match last. It makes sense. Uh, so we started off with a women's War Game match. Uh, it was Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and the returning man, Becky Lynch, and they defeated uh, the team of Damage Control, Bailey, uh, Dakota Kai, EO Sky, they rhyme, along with Rhea Ripley, and who's the last one? I'm looking right at Oh, Nikki Cross. Oh, Nikki Cross was so dope in this match. Uh, that match was like, I, you know, I'm surprised it was only 39 minutes because I remember uh, when the match ended, I looked at my phone because I didn't look at my phone the entire match. And it was just like it was like five fifty three, and I was just like, I just felt like like something happened. I felt like I was I was involved in something. I just felt different. It was this match was really fun. Uh, it was brutal, uh, but I think they told a fantastic story, especially with how uh, at the end of the match it came down to the three girls from Damage Control, and uh, then Bailey and Bianca on the other side because Bailey and Bianca are super like main eventers, right? So they could take out the three. It's an even match. But um, yeah, it was the storytelling. Of this match was incredible. Uh, when this match was over, I was a little bit sad that it wasn't the main event, you know. But then what happened there kind of had to end the show. Um, yeah. So what do you think of this match? Exactly. Yeah, I was definitely drawn in. I'm a huge fan of uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Um, I was just completely blown away by Bianca Belair. Like her finisher is just out of this world and she's just so tactical man like she's she's just an incredible athlete but yeah the storytelling uh the spots it was interesting i was definitely uh i was feeling it i was entertained it was a good finish for for what it was nutty you know Mm -hmm. yeah uh, becky lynch jumps off the top of the cage and there's two girls uh sky and kai on the table sky and kai yeah it was a it was a great wrap-up Short and sweet, not short and sweet, but it was good, man, for what it was. I was definitely, I was entertained. Yeah, no, I really was too. Uh, you you mentioned Bianca's finisher. 
Uh, it wasn't the greatest spot, but I really enjoyed her doing the KOD to Bailey against the cage. Yeah, right. I just wanted her to drop her, like because she had just done one, and I was like, oh shit, you know. And then yeah, like, she take her out, right? Yeah, dude. It's it's just so graceful. Like it's just such a graceful finish, man. She's yeah, great. She does it. She does it with perfection. Yeah, yeah. And, you she, know, because it's essentially like a a Death Valley driver, but the person's upside down. So you would think that that'd be a really hard move, but she makes it look super easy. Yeah, yeah, super, super easy. Yeah, the KOD. KOD. I looked up what that stood for, but I don't remember. Is it Kiss of Death? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, that was a great way to start the show. Um, it got me really hyped for the rest of the night, and uh, it was just, it was incredible. It was great. Yeah, great way to start the show. Yeah, the next match we saw AJ Styles. Uh, defeating Finn Balor uh, with Judgment Day by the side of AJ. And uh, how long did this match last? 18 minutes and 25 seconds. Now, like to me, when this match came on, I had I had trouble paying attention to it because I was I was just in war games, you know? Yeah. And it's like I had to take a breather. I wish it would have been like the next match would have been something silly so I could have walked away for five minutes. Um, but I did walk away for five minutes just because I needed a breather. Uh, but this was a really good match. Uh, this is a dream match. These guys only had one match in their entire career, and it was like December of 19, I think. So it was a while back, and they were both baby faces. Um, so this time going around, there was a lot more heat behind it because it was a whole judgment day, trying to recruit AJ, and AJ kind of uh, was just feeding with them. It was really good. Um, I don't quite remember how the match ended, but AJ did get the win. Uh, what do you think of this? Same. You know, um, I'm a huge Bullet Club guy, so anything either of these yeah. guys do, like um, – I'm already there. Um, Me you know, and huge I, Bullet Club guy. What's that? I'm also a huge Bullet Club guy. Yeah, dude, you sweet. Hell yeah. Um, for the most part, you're right. You know, they only had that one, uh, that one bout, and I think that that kind of came to be. I think someone got hurt, or someone was sick, or something. No, it was like out. it was like the entire half the roster got meningitis. There you go. Yeah. There's the thing. <laughs> it was supposed to sucks. be uh, Finn versus Bray, I think. Okay. And then they flew AJ out, I think, from Chile. Yeah, something like, like that. Right. AJ, like, he literally was flying all night, got off the plane, and went straight to the arena. Yeah, and they had a banger of a match. They, they had, had an had incredible that match. Dude, it was beautiful. Uh, that w- it within itself is a dream match. The the two sweet at the end, that was momentous, you know? So, obviously, I wanted to see more. Um you know, I was happy with what it was. I, I could do a longer, uh, you know, a longer match between the two. But like you said, the stakes were there. There was more story with the Judgment Day and, you know, the OC and the F feud. So it was it was it was heated. It was good. AJ got the win. We'll see. We'll see where the storyline goes. I'm into it. I'm a yeah, good I think guy. AJ got the win last time, too. So now he's 2-0 and against Finn. There you go. Isn't it crazy how these two had such storybook careers and they didn't really interact until until more recently? Yeah, and I think it's beautiful. It's almost poetic, you know. It it's, is. It's, it is very poetic. You're right. Yeah, because AJ spent so much time in TNA and uh, Finn was in New Japan. And when when Finn left New Japan, and he signed with WWE. That's when AJ went to New Japan and replaced him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's so much. Very, it's it's so in depth, you know. Yeah, there's so much history there. So, yeah, uh, these two guys, they they tore the house down. They had an incredible match. OC gets involved. Judgment Day gets involved. You know, let's hope Dominic, Dominic doesn't uh, last very long because he's not very fun to watch. But that's all right. 
You know, I was just thinking they should have put like an R Truth or a Dana Brooke match right here because this is just definitely a you know wind down time. Yeah, the let me up match. Yeah, uh, yeah, the bathroom match. <laughs> uh, and the next match, what do we have? Uh, we had the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. This is the match I should have had. Uh, Ronda Rousey defeats Shotzi. No more Shotzi Blackheart, just Shotzi in seven minutes and fifteen seconds. I mean, this match was okay. You kind of went into it knowing that Shotzi did not have a chance, and Ronda just basically whipped her ass, you know. But that's kind of what they're doing with Ronda right now because her her alliance with Shayna is they're just building that, and these two are going to be just huge heels and huge monsters, and this is just the beginning. Uh, but it was an okay match, you know. Shotzi wasn't really a worthy contender, um, but they needed something, and they you know they're going to give away too much because they had war games. Um, but yeah, that's it is what it was. Yeah, it was what it was. Shotzi's cool. I like Shotzi. I do and too. And Ronda. I really you know, do too. A few weeks I'm ago um, on SmackDown, mm-hmm. it was Shotzi versus Bailey. And I was super excited because it was from San Jose, California, Bailey. From Oakland, yeah. California, Shotzi. So that's kind of neat it's, for me because they're both hometown heroes. Yeah, dude. It's so sick when, when they come together like that. On the planets align, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, in our third non-War Games match, we had the U.S. Championship triple threat match. Austin Theory defeated Seth freaking Rollins and Bobby Lashley in a triple threat match. First of all, I hate that they call him Seth freaking Rollins. I don't mind that as like a nickname, as a cool thing that they want to do. But when the ring announcer says it, that's kind of silly. Yeah, it's a little cheesy. It's a little cringe. But, I mean, you know, the demographic wrestling has to be kind of cringe. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little much. Yeah, it happens. But uh, this was a really good match. These three guys, I was excited about this match because these three guys are all at the top of their game. They're all super incredible. And then uh, they all kind of, they all kind of have, they're all kind of stepping up right now because Seth is doing this thing where he's just like having these phenomenal matches like he always has though. Bobby Lashley, I feel like is, is taking a step up than what he's doing the last couple of years. And even Austin Theory, because he, he got rid of the selfie camera, the phone, whatever, and he's less caught. He's less like vain and more like I'm gonna kick your ass. And I really feel like that's a better character for him, and he plays it really well. Uh, so I think this U.S. title run can be very good for him. Yeah, I was definitely uh, interested in this match after seeing Bobby Lashley at the uh, Crown Jewel. I definitely enjoyed his work and that match. Like you said, he's definitely like over the years have you know i don't want to say come come to his own but i just appreciate his work more um austin theory is a fucking stud you know from top to bottom you know i I saw him at evolve you know years ago in like ybor city in orlando and i was like that kid is gonna be a star and like he's got the look he's got the moves i didn't mind the selfie character um and i don't mind this character even the stuff yeah i don't mind the selfie character either yeah, you know, and even the stuff he did in NXT with uh, Gargano, I thought was great. So I'm definitely an Austin Theory guy. Good, you know, good on him for for winning the the title. But yeah, it was a good match. The three of them are all studs, you know. So it was mm-hmm. definitely one that I was I was banking on. I'm really thankful that he got his first name back. Yeah, me too, dude. Like Theory's just silly, and he's just he's Austin Theory, man. It's a hard name. It's a good name. It rolls off the tongue and merchandise it's it's good he's just good man he's got it 
Yeah, he does. He really does. He has the gift of gab. The only the only missed opportunity that I really saw was on Monday Night Raw the next day. I wanted him to say, I'm not just the youngest United States champion of all time. I'm the youngest two-time United States champion of all time. But he didn't say it, but I wanted him to. That would have been hard. But yeah, like you said, he's uh, his new character is cool too. You know, just kind of a little harder, a little more rough around the edges. And it's funny because like the last couple of weeks, the only time we've seen Dolph Ziggler is uh, when they're trying to put Austin Theory over. Dolph's kind of an afterthought now. Yeah, but you know those that dude can work. So yeah, no, he, Dolph's he, incredible. Stars. He's getting older. Someone he's tweeted cool. his. Uh, someone tweeted his cash in on Del Rio on Twitter a few days ago, and God, just massive, massive pop. Yeah, that was that was a really incredible double turn that night too. Yeah, that was just great storytelling, just delicious. It was good. Yeah, yeah, that was. What year was that? Oh man. I was in Phoenix, Arizona, so it had to have been, yeah, it had to have been like 15, 14, maybe 16. Wow. Don't quote me, listeners. You're you're quoted. I know, that's the bad part about podcasts. (laughs) Someone will come back and be like, this motherfucker said, like, dude, don't quote me, man. I'm just, I'm guessing. The best thing about wrestling podcasts is when you hear somebody with one opinion and then a year later, it's a complete opposite opinion. Yeah, you know, so go for it. So we had a we had a we had a main event. Before we get into the main event, uh, so there was this thing threaded th- threaded throughout the show, where on Friday the SmackDown previous to War Games Survivor Series War Games, Kevin Owens approached Sami Zayn in the back. Did you see this? I did see that. I did see the segment, and he was telling Sammy like, "Hey, bro, sooner or later those guys are gonna turn on you, and you gotta turn on them before they turn on you." And Sami Zayn didn't say a word to him. Kevin Owens walked away. And so at this point, you're like, well, where does his allegiances lie? You know, like, like he didn't say buzz off to Kevin Owens, but he also didn't say hell yeah, you know. But in the meantime, main event Jay Uso overheard this conversation. And then he turned around and goes, hey, Sammy, you talked to anybody? Sammy obviously said no. He lied to him. And so uh, at the beginning of Survivor Series, uh, main event Jay Uso approaches the travel chief Roman Reigns. And he tells him what happened the night before. He's like, hey, he said this, or Kevin Owens said, you know, came up to him and talked to him. And he lied to my face. He told me he didn't talk to anybody, but he did. And Roman Reigns said, I'm going to look into his eyes and I'll know what side he's on. And then uh, it was cool because he's like, wise man. And Paul Heyman's like, yes, my tribal chief. He goes, get me Sami Zayn. I thought that was super like pimp status. Yeah, it's great. The whole storyline, man. Every segment is just god it's just so good roman carries himself like just this huge star who doesn't have time for any of us which i love yeah he's another one who has finally come into his own it was a rough freaking climb to the top for that dude you know and i give him credit for sticking with it and he's talented man he's he's got it i do too because he could have given you know the fans were rejecting him yeah and i was one of them and i'll admit it you know i was like dude the worst you know i mean he said suffer and suck attach on tv yeah, you know, come on, dude. It, <laughs> it was a it was a tough climb, but uh yeah, he definitely carries himself like a champion, like a stud, and it's just uh another another segment that's not like cheesy, you know what I mean? Not cheesy, not cringy, it's good overall. 
Yeah, anything with Roman is really good TV these days. So Sami Zayn walks into the locker room a few minutes, like after another match or whatever. And uh, Roman's like, you know, I think Roman Strip asked him, like, why he lied to Jay. And he said, Jay had a big match. And I didn't want to get that into his head. I didn't want to put, you know, distract him from his match. I just wanted him to go out there and have his match, you know, which sounds great. But Corey Graves also said, Sami Zayn had 24 hours to come up with a reason. There you go. Corey Graves trying to throw doubt in there. And uh, he gave Roman this little speech. He was like, I am about the bloodline. I am for the bloodline. I am dedicated to the bloodline. And like, I feel like Roman really like, really accepted that. And he was like, okay. And he gave him a hug. But then you see the look on Roman's face while he was hugging him, and he didn't look like he he believed it so much. Yeah, his facials are just top notch lately, you know. And yeah, yeah. And that, that yeah, segment they really are. Just, just his eyes alone tell the story, you know, and it's just so dynamic the story between the hugging and the you know the proving of your of your honor, you know, and your loyalty. Like it's just great. It's great. It's fantastic. So before we get into this match, uh, let's talk for a minute about the history of Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen and, and Sami Zayn, man. These guys go back 20 years. They're wrestling in Canada before any of them were famous. They're wrestling in Ring of Honor, PWG, and these guys did it all over the world. Yeah, they have a, a long standard, you know, history. And I saw them in, I keep telling the, the listeners all these stories of me, but fuck it. Like this is, you know, I was there. I saw them. Hell yeah, the, you were. Uh, Where'd you see them? You know what I mean? The, uh, what is it? The, what is the ladder match? The Ring of Honor ladder match is called. Oh, uh, I don't know. Ladder of Honor? I mean, I don't even know what it is, but it was like some crazy fucking ladder match and like the War Memorial out here in Fort Lauderdale. And it was just out of this world, man. Wow. And, and, is, that, is that the one where uh, uh, Kevin Steen powerbombed him through a ladder and the ladder broke? Yes, yes, Not yes. Power, power drove, whatever, but yeah. Whatever he did. That we was... might be, I might be getting them mixed up, but whatever it was, it was uh, Generico versus Steen, and it was just insane, man. And to witness it live, you know, so I feel like I'm part of the story. But yeah, that's they have cool. Long... That's hella cool. What year was that? Like, do you remember? 2012. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right before they both got signed. Yeah, it was literally like the end of the line for them. Now I have to look it up because I don't want to be wrong. You don't want to be wrong. It was like oh, uh, ladder war. Man. Ladder War, there we go. But I don't know if I went to that one. But I saw them. <laughs> but I saw them. That's cool. Hell yeah. I saw them in a match. I saw so, them yeah. somewhere on some TV or YouTube or something. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. These two guys, uh, they they battled in NXT. They battled on the main roster. They've been battling for so many years. Uh, friend, foe, all the above. So you really go to this match and you really wonder where Sammy's alliances are going are gonna to lay. Definitely. So... The match is laid out. We get Jay Uso to start off the match against uh, against Butch, against Pete Dunne. And these two guys, you know, they're both really dope. So we go out there. We have a pretty good five-minute between these guys. And then the bell rings, and Jimmy Uso is getting ready to go out to the match, and Roman stops him. And he's like, no, Sammy, you go. Because he knows that in that ring is Jay Uso, and he wants to know how Sammy's going to react to Jey Uso, because Jey Uso is not going to be friendly with him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good storytelling. Yeah, just so many elements, man. It's so many layers. It's like an onion. Just peel and peel and peel. Like, look at that. The dynamic between, you know, 
Jay and Sammy, the dynamic of Roman, again, carrying himself like the tribal chief, like, no, he goes. And yeah, you set him up for, you know, it's, it's fight or flight. Like, let's go. You're in the ring yeah. with Jay. Where's right. your loyalty lie? Man, there were so many shots of Roman just looking stoic in that cage. I looked, that was incredible. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. So we all we get everybody out there. These guys are uh, having a banger of a match, as people say. I can't hear that word anymore, just because of uh, just because of the brute. The what are they called? The fighting brutes. The brawling brutes. The brawling they brutes. Say it over and over and over. <laughs> I just want to throw them out the window. The brawling brutes. Anyway, so uh, it was. This was match was really good. Uh, at some point, though, apparently Roman got hurt. Did you hear about this? This should have been in the news, I guess. Um, there was a move that Kevin Owens did to him that was unscripted. I guess it was like a slap to the ear. And uh, at, as of Monday, I think, uh, he could have ruptured Roman's eardrum. I don't know what happened or what the final results were. But apparently, uh, after the match at Survivor Series, Roman was like yelling and cussing in the back. He was super pissed. Yeah, I, I read that too. I, yeah, I guess it was an unplanned slap or an unplanned spot and ruptured eardrum hopefully not but hopefully. yeah i don't know the slapping i feel like in a situation like that uh kevin owens is trying to get noticed by roman he's like if i hit him really hard maybe you know he'll notice me or something yeah i don't know it was they even went not... as far as saying uh that kevin owens was supposed to be roman's uh royal rumble opponent but now it might be Sheamus because he's mad at owens damn yeah yeah and so and so you know roman has enough stroke where he could say, you know what, I don't want to fight him, and he won't fight him. Yeah, I mean, from what I read, you know, again, we can take this with a grain of salt, but Absolutely. it was like... I mean, right, because it's not like it's coming from Triple H's mouth or anything. Yeah, so we can we can only take it as it is, but I read kind of something about how Roman being cordial or whatever, but I did not read about, you know, him potentially not facing uh, Owens at the Rumble, so I guess we'll see how that pans out. I, I read something the other day about, like, Brock Lesnar not wanting to work with Owens. Oh, interesting. At some, yeah, at some point years ago. So I don't know. I wonder. If, I wonder if Owens is just known for hitting hard. I mean, I hey, he's like hard it. hitting. Yeah, dude, he's nuts. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Hey, so these guys, uh, they're having a hell of a match, uh, and this match ends um, because Roman's down and. Uh, Kevin Owens hits Roman with the stunner. Kevin Owens hits Roman with the stunner. The referee's like, one, two, in comes Sami Zayn. And at this point, there's been no interaction, only a stare down between Sami and Kevin. And Sami grabs, he didn't hit the referee. He didn't break up the pin. He grabbed and held the referee's arms. The referee couldn't come down with a three count. That was great. I really enjoyed the way they did that because he didn't like hurt anybody. And at that point, you're still like, what is he going to do? Because he didn't really hurt anybody. He didn't do anything weird. He just stopped the referee from making the three count. And then he went over to Roman and he was like, I'm going to show you, Roman. I'm going to show you who I'm with. And then uh, Jimmy Jay Uso went to super kick Owens. Owens, or no, I think it was the other way. I think Owens went to super kick Jay. Jay caught his leg. And then Sammy did a low blow, threw him into the corner, hit the haluva kick. And then he's like, Here you go, Jay. Jay with the splash yeah. on the top rope, one, two, three, and the bloodline wins. What do you think of this match? Man, I was into it. I was in it to win it. Hell yeah. Uh, compelling storyline. So naturally, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, great spots. Great hard-hitting action. 
and just the storytelling alone, man, the facials, Sammy, Sammy is just incredible, dude. He needs all the credit in the world too. Good gosh. Like that is just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of amazing, honestly. Like that's the only word I can, I can think about it. Just his movements, his facials, his reactions. Like he's a natural man. Yeah. And you know what? Like he was never really like a big guy. He's, he's not, He's not really what Vince McMahon was looking for in a wrestler. So with him, it really is true that when they say the crane rises to the top, because he is everything he does is just incredible. His movement, his his promos, that thing where he jumps between the turnbuckles from the outside over the pole and does a DT. Yeah. That's like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Dude, he's so good. The Huluva kick within itself, man. His blue thunder, like gosh, everything about him, you know, and. Uh, I love the fact that he has this platform and like the opportunity, you know, cause mm-hmm. he's been there for a minute, you know, and his character, you know, I don't know. Has it changed? I mean, definitely now, you know, but I'm, but I'm saying like through the, through the years, he was just Sammy Zane and like, where do you put him? And how do you dress him? Dog kid. Yeah. That's all he really was, you know? And, you know, towards the end, he grew the hair out. He had the hat. I feel like he really came into his own. He was kind of like, you know, the asshole, like, you know, super sarcastic and whatever. But uh, that's another great example, too, of just like a storied like vet, you know, someone who just loves pro wrestling, like eats, sleeps, breathes it, you know, and yeah, absolutely. I think that that shows that comes through, you know. Yeah, so this match ended and immediately, immediately the bloodline hugs Sami Zayn, Roman hugs him. And then uh, even Jay Uso hugs him, and you can tell Sammy loved that he went in for more with Jay Uso, and so yeah. Sammy is finally accepted fully by the bloodline. Sammy yeah. Uso was born. It was great, man. It was great, and Jay the hug and doing the the handshake with Jimmy, like, but but let's not forget. <laughs> let let's not forget the look on Roman's face, man. We're talking facials here. You know, is it doubt? Is it, you know, like... Is it a sore ear? Yeah, could it have been? Maybe he was just pissed, you know? (laughs) Either way, it made made for a great story. So I was happy. It flew uh, by, though. There were some people on Twitter that night or the next day or whatever showing pictures of Alexa Bliss from when she won, going, what does she look so mad? Like, what's going on? Is she going to leave the company? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't really notice it at the time. Uh, but I don't think so because she's been really into what she's been doing. I think she seems really, really into it. Yeah, she, she's an interesting story, you know. Um, I think she's like gotten like hurt here and there, and has had like a good amount of time off here and there. So I feel like it's like start, stop, start, stop, which is you know it comes with the territory. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's kind of what what the way Vince Man used to book. With the, yeah, yeah, except for his top couple people. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe she was a victim of that. Who knows? But either way, um, you know, I hope she's happy. You know, she's great. Good character. I hope she, I hope she stays around for a long time because she's super awesome. Yeah, man. She's definitely a, a part of that, like, brand, you know? Like, she's just synonymous with, with that company. So as long as she's happy. Um, but uh, so what do you think about the bloodline now? The bloodline, uh, they're, they're, they have no cracks. They're all on one page. And uh, Sammy looks like he's there to stay. Where do you think this is going? And so the selfish part of me wants it to keep going. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's like it's like a really good record that you want to just keep listening to over and over and over again. But at the same time, it's like 
part of me has to be realistic and like know that it's got to go somewhere, you know, but it's just I'm enjoying the ride so much that I don't want it to end. But I feel like it's looming, like the end is kind of near, but they could keep going. They could just keep teasing and, you know, slow builds. And I don't know. I'm into it. So I'm into it, too. The thing is, is I was thinking, uh, you know, string us along for a couple of months, maybe even past the Rumble and like have Sami Zayn really establish himself as a member of the bloodline. And if they really want to turn it up a notch as far as being heels, then that's when they turn on him. Exactly. You I know, think... build it. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, build it until the bubble pops. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, keep adding the heat, keep adding the pressure. And, you know, that makes for even, like, a greater story, you know, because there, there should and will probably be an eventual, you know, eventual turn, uh, betrayal, you know, and who knows how it's going to go. Um, another part of me is, like, just put all the gold on them. Like, I'm, I'm just such a sucker for, like, <laughs> yeah. Adding right? all the gold, you know? Yeah, give Sammy the IC title. Yeah, dude, and give Solo a title. Like, I don't know if there's another title for them to have, but... You could probably find the 24-7 title in the garbage. <laughs> Bring it back to life. Hell yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan did that one time. Oh, gosh. Please, no. <laughs> did you get a chance to watch Raw the next day? I did not catch Raw, no. There were some pretty good things. Uh, one thing uh, that I did notice about, speaking of Alexa Bliss, um, they were interviewing the three girls. The three girls? Yeah, the three girls, Alexa, Asuka, and uh, Bianca. Okay. And they were asking Bianca, you know, what do you think about War Games? And she's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what about you, Alexa? Uh, uh, Asuka, what do you think about, you know, Asuka says whatever she says. And they turned to Alexa Bliss. Did you see the segment at all? No. Okay, so Alexa Bliss is staring out into the distance. And they're like, what did you think, Alexa? And she doesn't respond. And they said, Alexa, Alexa. She goes, oh, oh, hi. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bianca said, Becky's awesome. And then, then they all kind of walked away, uh, which was kind of kind of weird. So it makes me feel like uh, uh, since Bray Wyatt's back, maybe she's feeling a little bit more of those vibes these days. Yeah, that, that could be an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting turn, an interesting story developing because yeah she had that history with Bray Wyatt and I've seen like teasers of not even teasers just tweets of like people kind of guessing and assuming who uh you know who his squad's gonna be and it's mm -hmm. definitely uh you know definitely a woman so maybe it'll be Alexa it's definitely a good fit yeah it is but I I like her so much as the goddess I hated it when she was doing that last time she's dressed as this little girl and she has this doll it's just weird you know yeah, but I guess that's the what they're going for—just weirdness. Yeah, you know, I think Bray Wyatt has really found his uh, his niche with that that whole storyline, and you know. Yeah, I hope she. I hope if she does turn heel and she does align herself with Bray again, I hope it's a little bit different than last time because Bray's different. Why can't she be different? Yeah, I I feel you know, maybe with Vince being gone. You know, it'll be a little different, but at the same token, like it's still Bray Wyatt doing his like silly, weird stuff. But yeah, maybe maybe it'll be a little less uh, cheesy, and you know, it'll be more watchable. What do you think about Bray Wyatt since he's been back? I honestly don't really care for Bray Wyatt or the character. I, mean, I respect his work, but um, I, I was huge into the whole like swamp gimmick, but 
you know, I really kind of lost interest with the whole fiend stuff. And yeah, I just, I just don't really care for it. Yeah. I'm on the same page with you. I would really like the Wyatt family and like this cult that they were doing. I thought that was incredible. And then, right. I, they kind of lost me at the whole firefly fun house and the fiend. And I didn't like his mask that he wore. I felt like, you know, anybody can go to the spirit Halloween store. Ooh, big deal. You know? <laughs> Yeah, the red lights and the everybody yeah, just, loved I, the fiend. I would see friends and be like, "Oh my god, have you seen the fiend?" Like, "Oh yeah, you know whatever." But everybody, everybody loved the fiend. I don't know why. Yeah, people really got into it, you know. And bless them all, eat it yeah. up, enjoy it. But I just, I couldn't, uh, couldn't indulge in that flavor, you know, of ice cream. You know so what I mean? Far, like, uh, like, yeah. So far, I'm enjoying like his character now, just because he's doing this thing where he's like trying to get his really emotions out, but then like his his anger or whatever. I feel like this uncle Howdy is going to like end up just being him. Okay. And, like, I'm just curious to see where this is going. Cause it's really intriguing. And, um, you know, hopefully they say Bo Dallas is going to be involved too. So if Bo Dallas is involved, I think that could be really good too. Yeah. The family dynamic is always cool. Um, I will admit I am interested to see, you know, the reveal, um, you know, but that that's a really good point, man. It could just be him, like some American psycho shit where at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, fuck, like it was me all along. You know what it I mean? It was me, like, Austin. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. That was a great fucking storyline. Wrestling was so good back then. It's still I, good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, it was great. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping so much that Uncle Howdy ends up being Barry Wyndham because that's uh, his real life uncle. I saw that on Twitter. It can't be his dad, though, because his dad could never talk. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> imagine his dad. I don't know. It, there's so many possibilities. And if it's Bo Dallas, it's Bo Dallas, you know? And Yeah. No, there is so many possibilities. And on top of that, I mean, he's not just have Mike Rotundo. He doesn't just have Barry Wyndham. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that are in wrestling that he's related to. Yeah. So, yeah you know, we'll see. another bloodline. Oh, maybe yeah. uh, a creepy bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be cool. So Raw, Raw did kick off. I don't remember a lot of it, but Raw kicked off with uh, with the bloodline coming out, minus Roman, of course, because Roman did not, you know, I don't know if he was hurt or whatever. Roman wasn't there. They were celebrating their win. They were getting unhappy. They were doing a group hug. It, it was great. They were doing a group hug. They were trying to get Solo involved. Solo's too tough for that shit. And then uh, Kevin Owens came out. And Kevin and Sammy goes, hey, look, look, look. Before you come out here and try to fight me, and Kevin Owens goes, no, I'm not out here to fight you. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to team with you. I feel like after what happened on Saturday, I'm just done with you, right? And I'm like, I'm like yelling at my TV. I'm like, if you were done with them, you wouldn't have come out to the ring. You would have just right. kept on walking in the hallway, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I, I saw that. I saw that clip on Twitter. Yeah, they had a little bit of back and forth, and then uh, main event Jay Uso stepped up and said, "You got a problem with Sami Zayn? You got a problem with main event Jay Uso?" And so check this out: my my wife, her mind is blown because I told her that the bloodline were the heels, and she was like, "How are they the heels? They're promoting family. They're promoting loyalty. Like they're 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 better." And then Kevin Owens is over here cheating and being a heel. Uh, he's a baby face, but he's over here doing heel things and, and talking down to Sami Zayn. And then in that promo that he did on Monday, he even said, 
uh, just remember, Sammy, you're not their blood. You're not their real blood, and you never will be, right? Imagine if you're a kid and you're at home and you're adopted. Imagine how you feel about that. So, yeah, who's a real baby face here? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and I love that, you know, reverse, like, getting over. Like, when the heel gets over too, you know, too much with the crowd, and it's like, oh, shit. And it's almost like a tweener situation. Yeah, right, right, you know? right. And that's what I think they're doing. I think I think they're kind of like easing the the bloodline uh, more babyface, and they're gonna they're gonna kind of like make us like them a little bit because of the whole Sami Zayn thing. And then boom, heel. They're gonna turn on Sami Zayn, and they're just gonna su- surprise us. There you go. That's probably you know that's probably how it'll how it'll end up. The 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 bloodline with Sami Zayn is definitely a lot more endearing than with yeah. Us and- and it's evo- it's evoking emotion. Like you get so invested because you feel for Sammy, and you know you want to see him get accepted, and you you know you just feel for the dude. So it's just such good storytelling, and it's yeah, so and compelling. Imagine the pop when the Bloodline is beating down Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens' music hits. There you go, dude. You're writing it. You're writing it, dude. I gotta call. I don't doubt it. Like, come on, Hunter. We gotta do this. <laughs> just tweet him dude maybe he'll respond i know right like he really manages on twitter he might, he might. <laughs> hell no <laughs> hell no hell no uh what you got going out there you uh are any wrestling shows coming up you're going to or anything nothing in the books man i always text uh rafael morphy the guy who runs like all the AEW like routing and stuff and i'm oh, always cool. like yo when's when's miami and jacksonville coming um but no, not, nothing that I can really think of wrestling-related coming down here. There's a lot of shows, man. I should probably plug some some companies. There's a company called CCW out here. Gangrel is, like, part of it. He, like, uh, I think he's, like, a trainer, and he's also a wrestler. There's a lot of great wrestlers. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, that are in and out. I think, uh, what's the dude from AEW, the masked guy with, uh, he was homies with Cody. Oh, the, the, um, Brandon Cutler? No, it's the luchador from Alabama. God, what was his oh, name? Fuego del Sol. There you go, dude. Oh. Yeah, he'll be he'll be down here. They got stars coming in and out, man. Like they always have stacked cars and then like a heavy hitter from elsewhere. So yeah, CCW is always running shows out here. Um, there's Fest Wrestling in Gainesville, Gainesville, Florida. Um, they have a lot of they don't have a lot of events, but they do from time to time. And then there's like a fest. Like a, it's like a not heavy music. It's just like music in general in October. So they have like a real big wrestling event uh, based around that. But no, I have I don't have any shows in the books. But I'd like to go. So AW, come back to Florida. Yeah, they're coming to California before they go back to Florida. Dude, yeah, to, they're. Uh, I'm trying to go. I don't know if I can afford it, but I'm trying to go. <laughs> hey man, we'll see. Right, we got some time. Hell yeah, I've got a few months. I got a few months to make that happen. Uh, you wanna you wanna go ahead and plug your social media? Yes, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Lord Xavier. You can find me on Twitter at Xavier Venom. Find my link tree. Click it. You can listen to my music. You can click the link to this podcast and a bunch of other stuff. Hell yeah. You can find me at Funky Sam Medina. And then basically everything else I do is at hypotheticalcomedy.com, including this podcast. 